0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. It's your business to know about the law and how it's affecting every aspect of your life. It's your business to know about what's happening that's really important in the media front, particularly as it relates to the law. And so that's why I'm really excited about uh, John O'Connor joining our uh, media team here. Uh, He'll be doing uh, reoccurring commentaries on business, the law, the political front, and the media. And we're delighted to have him join us. Uh, he's distinguished in uh, the legal perfection. Uh, he is an experienced trial lawyer practicing law in San Francisco since the early 70s. And he has tried cases in state and federal courts throughout the country. He served as an assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California representing the United States in both criminal and civil cases. But he may be best known for his work as the attorney of Mark Felt, whom most of you know as Deep Throat in the uh, Watergate uh, situation. And uh, he became very familiar with the role of the Washington Post in Watergate in his representation of Mark Felt. And so uh, he brings a lot of experience. He also wrote briefs regarding uh, Patty Hearst, the United States versus Patty Hearst, and really had himself involved in some of the biggest lawsuits of the uh, 20th century, representing the uh, federal government uh, in the vast majority of those cases. So we're delighted to have him. He's going to be bringing his interesting insights uh, every other week here on the Price of Business show. You can learn more about him and his work at postgatebook.com. That's postgatebook.com, and that's the name of uh, the the book that uh, he talks about most often. It relates to media, Postgate, and again, that's postgatebook.com. All right, with that, John O'Connor.
1: Thanks, Kevin. The Price of Business has asked me to speak on our policy toward hostages. A jubilant media has been aglow with holiday release by Hamas of a small percentage of hostages, followed by more promised in coming days, certainly a heartwarming human interest story. But should we all catch our breath to discuss whether these should be the last such releases for ceasefire? It is basic logic that society should punish behaviors it discourages, e.g. tobacco taxes, and encourage virtuous acts, e.g. tax-deductible charity. However, is the Biden administration, contrary to this common sense, now encouraging brutal slaughters accompanied by taking innocents, not soldiers, hostage? It certainly seems so. America just recently valued each of its citizens at over $1 billion apiece for five Iranian-held hostages, $6 billion total for these five hostages. Does our pressure on Israel to pause fighting endanger not just Israel, not just our Middle East allies, but also America, in light of this valuation of hostages. Put differently, is our pressure on Israel to release hostages in exchange for a ceasefire invaluable both to Hamas and Iran, a continuation of a Biden administration policy which encourages hostage-taking? It has long been our public position that America does not negotiate for hostages. Of course, this rule is honored more in the breach, but that said, it effectuates a sound bargaining position and thus devalues each hostage for the captor. In short, game theory advises that we would get a much better hostage agreement once the terrorists are concerned and begging for mercy. But what if the Hamas terrorists begin threatening and perhaps taking hostage lives? If we are willing to sanction their sponsor, Iran, for such, and do so heavily, and so advise the mullahs with credibility, this should not happen. But it will happen if America does not take an aggressive posture on this issue. If Iran knows that taking hostage lives will work in its favor, that is what will happen. Unless, of course, America pushes Israel to do as Hamas and the mullah's wish. Now we come to the domestic politics of what should be solely an issue of peace and national security, but which, unhappily, may be seen by Biden as an election issue. The first domestic political issue is the strong support of Hamas and the Palestinian cause by the far-left progressives, a part of President Biden's hoped-for election coalition. Young voters especially, already skeptical of Biden, are more inclined than other demographics to support Palestinians, the result both of leftist college curricula and the prevailing social media slant via the likes of TikTok. The second issue is the Biden administration's seeming enthrallment to Iran. First, to get this counterintuitive nuclear deal under discussion, and second, to encourage Iranian fuel production without any dampening through American sanctions. Currently not enforced. Increased Iranian production, in turn, is hoped by the administration to lower pump prices in America, helping Biden. It appears that the reinstatement of sanctions could re-depress Iranian oil production by a million barrels a day and force it to give discounts to countries like China, costing Iran about $100 billion per year. Cutting Iran's income would then pressure its client Hamas. But sadly, for the above political reasons, this administration is unlikely to go there. Given the reluctance of Biden's team to help Israel achieve its long-term security by wiping out Iranian protégé Hamas. The future of a great country is at risk. Since Iran is not too far from a deliverable nuclear weapon, time is on its side. If Israel does not destroy Hamas now, it likely will never do so and may well be destroyed by Iran in the near future. In the present, Iranian Hezbollah and Hutsis strikes are bedeviling not only Israel but also Saudi Arabia and America. What message are we therefore sending by pushing a temporary ceasefire on Israel in exchange for a small percentage of hostages? This is a temporary ceasefire that some don't want to be temporary. With at least women and children supposedly to be released, should this latest contemplated exchange be the end of bargaining with the devil, at least for the time being? Our domestic issues further complicate the subject by consideration of our porous southern border. It is acknowledged that terrorists have provably and unaccountably entered our country, the government will not release its numerical estimates, with probably triple any admitted number being the most accurate accounting. Are we therefore in danger of terrorist activity in America in support of Hamas and Iran? We are if Iran knows it will not only pay a price, but will also be rewarded. Once again, these key issues depend upon public opinion, which in turn is dependent upon unbiased, truthful media messaging. If Biden is disciplined by public opinion, perhaps he will stiffen his spine during ongoing hostage negotiations. If, on the other hand, our supposedly watchdog media then encourage tough love thinking about hostages, maybe today's clear and present danger will show signs of abatement. Winston Churchill once said that America can always be counted on to do the right thing after exhausting every other alternative. That amusing but generally accurate appraisal is now, with the hostage issue under discussion, facing a critical test.